Welcome to Spike's Podcast, where we reflect on the joy of running amidst the joy of life. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to an episode of Spike's Podcast. It is Saturday, the 15th of August, and just setting out from home. Later in the afternoon than usual, but uh, stuff to do today. Had a drive up to Heathrow Airport this morning. We took uh, Tina's son up to the airport. He's uh, flying out to China to spend time with his sisters and his dad and stepmom um, they're all having a family holiday there in South China and uh, it's a Saturday in the UK it means the roads get quite busy had a good ride up but um, we come back there is a an A road which comes down through Wiltshire and Somerset and um, a couple of really nagery pinch points which this time of the year always get backed up with traffic so we took a detour just followed some country roads we know um, probably takes an extra 20 minutes on the journey but we'd be sat in a queue for 20 minutes so we'd rather just keep rolling <laughs> anyway that meant you know, he throws two two and a half hours away so that was the morning, then a uh, bit of lunch, a bit of housework, and now you catch me out on the road. So what's been happening? Um, more stuff to talk about shortly, but firstly, uh, the Spikes Marathon correspondent Honest Jim has been out and about again and earlier this summer he was on the south coast of Wales and um, he took part in the Tembe Marathon so without further ado let's have another one of Jim's marathon reports Hi Peter uh, and all the Spikes listeners out there, it's uh, James Calling, aka Honest Jim, um, here for a quick um, marathon report on the latest one, latest adventure. Uh, it was actually a Tenby marathon in Wales, South Wales. Um, it was uh, not a fast marathon this time, it was um, part of my ultra training. Um, we've got an ultra, 24 hour ultra in. September. Uh, it's the Equinox 24-hour race. Um, that's actually on a 10k loop um, and then you basically see how far you can run in 24 hours. Um, some people have said uh, God knows how you could do that for 24 hours running a loop but I think it's pretty much um, a very safe option for um, a first attempt at a long ultra if anything goes wrong, at the end of the day, I'm not 30 miles in the middle of nowhere 
70 miles into a 100 mile race um so it's 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 a safe option for sort of entry level um long attempt um but uh yeah so tembi tembi marathon was um, part of the training for my ultra um i wore my uh, ultra pack uh because i do intend to do my loop um with that um, I've been asked, well, why are you running with a pack? You know, when it's a 10k loop, do you really need one? You can stop if you want every lap. But as always with me, uh, the um, Ultra in September is just yet again on another stepping stone uh, to another race. I really, really want to do the Thames Path 100. Um, whether that happens next year or whether that happens the year after, I'm not sure. If I can run uh, plus 75 miles in my Equinox attempt, that will be that will gain me uh, sort of entry. Um, certainly, um, the the right to sort of try and get entry anyway. Uh, it's not guaranteed, obviously, because there's there's a, only a certain amount of people can actually enter the race. But it would allow me to put my name forward for the race. Uh, I think there's only three. 300, 350 people sort of run the Thames Path 100. Um, so places are pretty much at a premium. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's why I'm wearing a wearing a pack for the Equinox, which is why also I wore a pack for this Tembi Marathon. Um, Tembi, Tembi Marathon is part of the long course weekend, uh, which is a Ironman uh, event uh, where... Uh, a lot of guys go down um, instead of an Ironman event uh, all in one go. It's spread over three days. So on the Friday they do the swim, which I believe I'm going to guess here is 3.2 or 3.4 miles. Um, I heard it actually went long. Um, a lot of people didn't. A lot of people really struggled because it was a sort of triangle in the sea. Um, on the first swimming towards the first boy, they were against the current. Um, a lot of people really struggled. There was a lot of jellyfish uh, also in the water. We saw some huge jellyfish um, washed up um, and left on the beach as, as the tide had gone out. Actually, we saw them on the Saturday. One was a diameter of a, of a dustbin lid. Absolutely enormous it was. Um, and lots of smaller ones dotted everywhere as well. So for the swim, it must have been really difficult for these people on the Friday. On the Saturday, did the do the bike uh, now? I have no idea how long the bike is. Uh, I'm going to guess at least 160 miles. I might be out there, so it's probably probably more. Um, but there were certainly some uh, very expensive bikes around for the whole weekend. Um, and then the Sunday, yeah, that's the that's the marathon. Um, starts in Tenby. Can't really tell you the route, uh, <laughs> apart from the fact that there are um, quite a lot of hills. Um, uh, it's, it, we, we had every conceivable weather thrown at us. Um, the race itself is, there's a lot of hype and a lot of build-up, a lot of excitement around the whole um, town of Tembe, to be honest. It's a small seaside town. And the Iron Man bandwagon sort of rolls in and really hypes it up. And you can tell all the businesses and all the local community is really in on the deal. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's possibly the friendliest marathon I've ever been to. Um, whether that was because I wasn't running at my usual pace for a marathon, so I was able to talk to people more. Um, and enjoy it, um, but it really took me back as to as to sort of why I am drawn to running in the first place. I've sort of found myself being pulled along with my efforts at a sub three fifteen uh, attempt, and and every time I I try and do it, I absolutely go out, um, sort of really killing myself really, um, and as a result, you don't really talk to anybody. Um, you don't really take in the scenery um, and it is pretty much a pain fest <laughs> from start to finish. Um, I mean, the reward, yeah, if I get it, would be great. But um, it is good sometimes to step, take a step back and sort of realise why you run. So to sort of slow it down a little bit 
allows you to sort of just mix in with the runners. You know, you don't have to slow down to real snail's pace, but just a just a little bit off off your sort of normal pace. Um, and it makes a huge, huge bit of difference. I mean, um, the Tembe route, like I said, pretty much as you start, you go through the village, uh, through the town of Tembe, and then you see, hit some pretty, pretty tasty hills. Um, I was averaging at the time, I think around eight thirties. I told my family that I was going to do, I was going to look at about a four hour finish. Um, but I don't think I ever ran a nine minute mile. I, I, I think, um, you know, you, you find yourself settling into a comfortable sort of pace and then you maintain it. And when the hills come, you grind it out. You don't just slow down because you think, oh, this is a hill. I don't want to do it. You you just, you know, you, you grind it, you know, so you end up still doing a faster pace um, and enjoying it. I still enjoyed it. Um I spoke to more people on this race than I've ever spoke to probably in my combined 13 marathons before this one. This was number 14. Um, there was, I had a Union Jack vest on, uh, sometimes uh, sort of see see how that goes down well because the uh, staunch Welsh, uh, proud Welshman uh, sometimes uh, uh, might give you a bit of jeering for that, so that was that's always quite amusing. Um, but I was running next to a, a chap who had a uh, Welsh uh, vest on, um, so me and him together, uh, we we I think I ran with him for a good twelve miles. Um, so that was that was sort of quite nice because I, I I think some of my photos might might have him in it. So it was a, it was it was nice to sort of have the two the two vests the two. Um, uh, flags um, running together. Um, he was a really nice, nice guy, and we we spoke about absolutely everything. Um, I was also ran alongside uh, a woman who had um, a motorcycle escort for a lot of it, and I'm pretty sure she was probably in contention for winning the long course event, which means she'd obviously done the swim and the bike beforehand, um, and was. She actually finished uh, about two minutes, probably ahead of me on the actual marathon, and I'm, I'm the fact that the bike was there. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure she was in contention. So I'm hoping um, that uh, I've got a got got a lot of um, TV time actually there. I think the long course, um, long course weekend event is screened next weekend. I think so. What's that middle of? Um, July. Uh, I'm not sure where it will be, but um, I'm pretty much sure nowadays. If you miss anything, it's always uh, it's always on YouTube somewhere to catch. So I'm hoping that I might have um, quite a considerable amount of uh, of TV time. That'd be nice because I I I, uh, I was smiling a bit at that when I could. Um, but she was a great runner. I I tended to um, pass on the uphills. Uh, but on the downhill, she flew past me. Absolutely flew past me. You know, it's uh, this practicing downhill lark is obviously quite important. You know, because um, she gained masses of time on me there. And each time we got to the long hills, I'd slowly catch her up, and then downhills, bam, she'd sprint past me again. How she wasn't absolutely smashing her quads to pieces, I've no idea. Uh, my long-term uh, niggle of my left knee really really hurt on the downhills um i was having to uh break so considerably it was it was crazy really i think um most people were really enjoying the um downhill segments where i absolutely hated them it really was bad uh whether the fact i mean my pack wasn't very heavy um i i put in what i would need for a 100 mile ultra so i had waterproofs i had um head torch i had a small first aid kit uh i had uh two 500 mil bottles of water well uh, water mix um uh what else did i have i had a few gels had a bit of um a few bars and nutrition um i think that was pretty much it so it didn't weigh much um it felt like it weighed a lot at the end but i think that was a, with when it was pretty wet because we had a mix of uh, all sorts of weathers um absolutely uh 
heavy rain at one stage where it was actually when we were on the top of a ridgeway we're pretty high up and it was coming in sideways um <laughs> that uh, so that makes you heavier doesn't it when you when you when you're wet um but then there was brilliant sunshine later on then rain and it's it, it the wind was there at the beginning but if i'm honest that that seemed to die off um whether whether we turned and whether it was at our backs, I don't know. But I, it seemed to me like at times it was like the perfect weather, where because the wind had died off, you had the occasional shower to cool you down. Um, so so yeah, I, I'm absolutely no complaints with the uh, weather at all. Um, the hills uh, gr grinded a lot of people down. I must admit, in the last quarter, there was two inclines where I ran up half of it and then thought strategically uh, I'm going to walk this because the speed I'm running at isn't actually that different from, from the speed I could power walk this and I think tactically it would make sense and I, and I think that actually paid off because at one hill I had three or four people overtake me who were jogging it out and I really encouraged them because you know if they could get up it I couldn't um, but when I got to the near the brow of this hill, I started running again and passed all them, those people that have absolutely killed themselves running up the hill and then had taken longer to recover at the top. So I think that sort of was a good tactic to employ. Uh, as we got closer to the, as I got closer to the finish, you come back in towards Tenby Town um, the support along the whole route uh, was, was spread out, but but really nice, really encouraging. I absolutely loved it. Um, and as you as you got closer to the town, the support built, um, and you get into the town, and it's it's a s small roads, uh, small windy roads as you get into the town centre. Um, quite tall buildings for the for the narrowness of the road, and um, so the noise level really sort of. Cr catches the atmosphere um now the long course weekend marathon actually does something where if you've got any youngsters who want to join you and run in with you at the end they have an actual meeting point where you can where your family know to stand um and i'd say it's about oh about 200 300 meters uh, from the finish so then they can run with you with absolutely three or four deep people uh, crammed into the narrow pavements uh, shouting encouragement on either side and you, the music's blaring and you're actually running on a red carpet as well um, and uh, so we'd pre-planned that I'd meet my family there my son was going my seven-year-old son Danny was going to uh, meet me there and run in with me which he was massively excited about because um uh, he'd, he'd missed, there was a kids race on the Friday, which unfortunately we'd just missed that he wanted to go in, um, but we didn't get to Wales early enough here, the drive was quite a long one. Um, so he was pinning up all his speed on, on this. <laughs> uh, most of the kids who joined their uh, parent or loved one would run in slowly holding their hand, but Danny had other ideas. Um, now when I, when I came up to this area, like I say, uh, two or 300 metres away from the finish line, uh, he was there. Uh, emotion actually got me there. I, had to, I, had to, I sort of um, was almost overwhelmed with emotion there because I hadn't seen my family, you know, right from about the start and mile one. And uh, he came out and, and straight away he went into, I'd say, I'd say it was it's not even his 5k speed because he does run with me he's only seven but he does run with me in the park runs um every other week so he he is a good runner for his age but he went into I mean he was doing 100 meter speed and um I speeded up to run next to him <laughs> and uh clearly he could go faster so he so he went a bit faster I I I managed to catch hold of his hand at one point and but tried to run it in with him um and then he, he broke off again. He was going flying. So I think my last 200 metres was was done at probably not far off my 100 metre speed now, <laughs> keeping up with him. Um, but, um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Hopefully there'll be uh, an official 
photograph of, of, of us both running in at the end or sprinting in at the end. Um, but uh, I got I got a, a medal at the, at the finish and hit, Danny got a little medal as well uh, for running in with me at the end. So that was nice. I really I really enjoyed that. I think more marathons could do that. Um, you know, because kids is great for the kids to experience. You know the 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 buzz of um, all the people clapping at the end. Absolutely amazing. I mean, Danny would have liked to have joined it a couple of miles out, to be honest, from the finish, um, and then he would have earned his medal a bit more. Um, but um, I absolutely loved it. I would definitely recommend it. Um, I'm not sure if the long course weekend is staying in Tenby. Someone someone told me it's it's not there another year but the marathon still would be now will they lose that buzz that the long weekend course brings uh hope not hope not but uh it'd it be a bit of a risk it'd be a real shame if it went but uh i don't know it is a great place for a marathon um i'd have to say one of my favorites at the moment um through atmosphere through friendliness through the course it's a challenging course um, but you're never going to get a PB on it uh, unless it's your first attempt. So you do run a bit easier, you know. It's so so you can just go out and and run for fun, uh, run with joy, as as Peter says. Um, so yeah, that's my report. Um, next race is the big one for me. It's Equinox, uh, not till September. Um, so I'll I'll give you an update uh, before. Definitely after, probably during that. Who knows? I'm going to have a lot of time uh, running round, so I, I might do a few uh, snippets from the run itself. Um, but um, I hope your running's going well. Um, I hope you're doing well, Peter. Um, and I won't be running with joy today, although my programme does have me down. And what was I thinking when I wrote that out? Does have me down for a 10-mile run today. Uh, that's not happening. I'm not going out. My left knee is... Uh, in recovery mode, so I will. I'm wor I'm on a 12-hour night shift tonight. How awful does that sound? Um, so I'll probably have a couple of days rest, and then I'm running long again Wednesday. Um, so the build continues uh, for the Equinox 24 event. Um, so that's me. I'll sign off. Uh, run with joy, and I'll be hobbling with joy. Okay. See you then. Bye bye. So I said earlier on, stuff's been happening. Um, well, let's cut to the chase on this one. Um, the day after Gina and I got back from our holiday this year, remember the trip we had to, to China and Australia, um, Gina said, uh, she had to go and have a doctor's appointment, she booked and um, she then told me that just before we went away she had discovered a small lump in her breast. Um, remember Gina is a veterinary surgeon, she has uh, Pulpated or or felt um, lumps, bumps, and lesions in animals for uh, well her working life, and so uh, she immediately had her suspicions. Um, she hadn't mentioned it to me before the holiday because she took the view that well we were going to do the holiday anyway um, and no matter how rational you believe your thinking is these thoughts do sit in your head and uh, yeah you worry, you conjure up images and stories in your head that just take a lot of headspace. So 
I understood entirely why she made that decision. I am, uh, I suppose I have to say, immensely grateful that she was able to enjoy the holiday seemingly without too much thought on what was going to happen next. Anyway, what happened next? Uh, went to the doctors, saw the, the clinic nurse, uh, got referred, of course, to uh, the surgical team in our local hospital, and um, then had the uh, visit, initial consultation, um, series of tests, um, x-ray, ultrasound, biopsy, back for the results. Uh, yes, it was a lobular tumour, um, relatively small, relatively early, they felt. Um, and we then went back, Gina had an MRI to just see if there was evidence of a tumour in her other breast, which there wasn't. And uh, then a, an outstanding session with her consultant surgeon. Um, she, the surgeon, is a breast surgery specialist, does reconstruction as well. Um, and Gina being Gina, she is forthright and um, she, she wants to know evidence. Tell her the numbers. And uh, so we had a good session where Gina started the conversation by saying, look, there are things in my life which are important. And, um, and frankly, as she said, she's not in the game of prolonging life if that life is not the one that she wants to lead. Uh, the consultant put her file to one side and she said, let's talk about it. Let me try and answer your questions. And uh, alongside the consultant was a specialist nurse, breast care nurse, and the two of them, and it was the two of them, really set about uh, responding to all of Gina's and my queries. Um, the upshot was that a week later, which is uh, early in August, Gina had surgery, the lump was removed, it's a lumpectomy, um, and we now have another period of waiting. We wait to get the histology results. Um, that happens later this week. Uh, and that's going to guide us on the, the next path. We think at this stage probably a period of radiotherapy. We're not, not predicting 
chemotherapy at this stage and then uh, because this is an oestrogen positive tumour we're probably looking at um, taking the drug tamoxifen uh, for quite a period um, as I say Gina is uh, driven by the evidence and some people some were ladies experience particular side effects from tamoxifen and uh, in terms of the numbers in Gina's case uh, we're looking at a recurrence factor of 10% and taking tamoxifen is liable to cut that rate in half so from 10 to 5% and at the moment <clears throat> she is minded to uh, if that continues to be her consultant's advice that she will probably embark upon the course of tamoxifen now I'm telling you a great deal of detail here uh, um, maybe more than you want I don't know, maybe you feel this is private stuff for Gina Gina and me really um, well I'll tell you that you'll not hear one word of this that Gina has not sanctioned for for me to transmit <coughs> and you'll know from my own bowel cancer experience that uh, we generally take the view that the more openly these subjects can be discussed then perhaps the less massive their impact if you or someone close to you experiences something similar when you know that others have been through it and you know that in your heart but you can kind of I feel need to know the detailed experiences that other people have had um, I'd be interested in your views uh, perhaps here you know I would really welcome any responses from you um, and by all means email I think you know the address by now spikespodcast at gmail.com um, Spikes Podcast, all one word, no dots, apostrophes or anything, just Spikes Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and this, this openness discussion is interesting because uh, when, when we first had Gina's diagnosis, the only other person outside the medical team who knew was Gina's daughter who lives and works in Australia at the moment and is herself a doctor uh, a medical doctor and um, Gina had spoken with her when we were there in Australia so Stevie had been privy to 
what was going on. Um, but why then, if we believe in openness, did we not tell others? Not even family members. Well, I think it's a question of timing. Uh, we had to go through the experience of knowing there was a problem in broad terms, knowing it was significant, but we couldn't answer the questions that we wanted answering. So we knew we couldn't answer the questions of um, everyone else who was given the knowledge. Uh, so we, we talked about it and we concluded that we would tell other family members and, and friends in wider circles this news. Once we knew at least what the initial pathway was. So once Gina had had the in-depth consultation and um, and we knew the date of surgery, then we spoke to family members and then broadened it out. And I think I wouldn't say to you that everybody um, calmly accepted the news. You know, there was uh, in one or two cases, I think, a little resentment that we had held back. But in the end, I think everybody came around to understand why we'd not spoken immediately but chosen our moment and that of course is is different for all of us isn't it you know we're all gonna think about that anyway the oh, I just said morning to another runner it's actually late afternoon of course anyway um, so the upshot is that, as I speak, we believe that Gina's breast cancer is relatively early caught, not widespread, um, and that surgery, plus possibly radiotherapy, perhaps an ongoing drug regimen should see us through this particular uh, time in our lives. Um, I have to say, in the end, we're feeling enough of the cancer already. Uh, I think we've uh, done our turn. But to quote uh, from a strange source, a comedy sketch show we were hearing on the radio the other day, uh, fairness, fairness in this world of moral relativity, who is the arbiter of fairness? And that's it. There isn't fairness. There is chaos and stuff. And that's it. And we deal with it, or we don't, in our own manner. Uh, what else? Well, otherwise, life tinkering on, really. Um, We've had 
a less than glorious summer so far. Rather too much uh, grey sky and damp. So we're just uh, running past the Westlands cricket ground and uh, uh, here they little clap there. So, uh, yep, this is part of the Saturday Cricket League here in England. Uh, I think um, I've probably spoken in the past. My son Edgar is, uh, is involved in cricket both for his own pleasure and professionally. Um, he works at Somerset County Cricket Ground, works in uh, cricket development uh, with particular responsibilities for schools and disabled cricket. And uh, then as if that wasn't enough, filling every day with the sport, he uh, captains one of the village teams locally, uh, Long Sutton First Eleven, and uh, uh, this year, his second year as captain, they are being promoted it's not quite the end of the season yet, but they are mathematically in a position where they will finish at the very worst second in their league and that will mean promotion. So he and indeed a whole team are very chuffed with that. Uh, Another thing we had recently was uh, Gina's son's graduation. Uh, Bruce has completed a four years master's degree. Uh, he's just applied for a, a PhD place another four-year uh, course which would be in London now we don't know yet whether he's got it but uh, that'll keep his brain occupied for four years if he does that's for sure Our response, of course, <laughs> typical parent or parental. Oh, crikey, Bruce. What's that going to cost? <laughs> anyway, good luck to him. He's got far greater intellectual powers than I could ever dream of. <laughs> uh, We've been quite busy motorcycling, a lot of training work again through the summer, which we just love. It's a great hobby. Great that we can share it to you know, a lot of couples, maybe over the dinner table in the evening. I'm sure that many of you have interesting conversations uh, hours are frequently <laughs> about motorcycling but it is a real delight to have a shared interest uh, um, in terms of training I'm very much into this alternate running rowing day in day about 
scheme now. <laughs> Seems to be working well. Uh, and with the rowing, I've just uh, picked up on a, a new, oh, not really new, variation to a bit of thinking. This is on the, uh, the work that's occurred recently on uh, high intensity training. There's a bit of work done in Denmark which uh, was indicating that uh, many people have trouble sustaining their high intensity workouts over a period of time. Yeah, I mean like most of us they'll, they'll try it. Oh yeah, that was hard. It was really effective. But then after two or three times it just seems hard. <laughs> and uh, I guess some of you are doing it. I've never really sustained much of a program with it. But this research is finding that if you simply reorder the uh, elements, you can actually get some good health results and it seems to be more sustainable over a period. And the suggestion is, and I'll relate it to my, my rowing, um, you can obviously translate it to running, cycling, uh, stair climbing, different, different CV activity. So, uh, the suggestion is that you warm up. Nothing too dramatic, just a nice easy warm up. I do three minutes, very relaxed rowing pace. And uh, you do five reps of 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 10 seconds. The 30 seconds would be, if you like, a fairly normal training pace. Um, so for me, a just a routine training pace, I row at a speed of 2 minutes 15 seconds for 500 meters. And so for this exercise, I drop that to anything below 2.15. And I'm usually around 2.13 per 500. And then that's the 30 second. The 20 second is then probably a typical uh, high tempo race pace. So on the rower, for me, that would be 2.05, two minutes, five seconds per 500. And um, so I do the 20 seconds at less than 2.05. So around 2.02, 2.03. The 10 seconds is then pretty much eyes on stalks, nothing left on the track. So you've only got a short 10 second burst, um, and then you drop back to the 30 seconds at sort of pretty standard pace. And I do five reps of that, and then put in a minute of recovery pace, and then repeat another five reps. Um, I think I could possibly do a third rep, third repeat of five, but I've only just started this routine. I'm not, not gonna overstress myself yet. So um, 
and it, the suggestion is you put this this exercise this this um, protocol perhaps we could say you do it once a week you don't uh, don't keep throwing it in every other day or anything like that it's just once a week to start with um, and this is the second week I've done it so am I going to be consistent with it I don't know, it's too early to say yet but certainly that's a good session I find it um, certainly makes me feel like I've done the work but the the idea of going you know from building up to that eyes on stalks burst steadily and it being short and then going into a recovery pace after that it just seems to feel very comfortable for me maybe it's something you might might want to have a go at yourself uh, anyway I'm back home now as you probably tell I'm not huffing and puffing and running anymore just stood outside the house um, so I think I might as well close off now um, please as I say do do give me some feedback um, you know I'm not I'm not looking for for your sympathy really um, that's not the reason to ask you to email uh, and I don't want to sound harsh over that I mean people have been very kind friends have given many kind and generous thoughts to us um, and we welcome that of course we do it's nice to know that people are thinking about you but I, I'm I'm interested really my, my interest here with you you guys is uh, is is this level of information too much does it make you feel closer to me and my podcast or is it um, should I keep my my thoughts a little bit more to myself on this sort of fairly fairly personal stuff really well fairly personal, very personal isn't it no doubt about that anyway yeah if you would if you feel inclined if you have the time if you feel you have anything to say please um, just fire off that email to spikespodcast at gmail.com. But other than that, let me tell you that um, Gina is still exercising um, and and we, we're still lapping up every day, um, making the most of every day. Um, you know, this these things make you reflect on your mortality, but they don't, they don't mean you're going to die tomorrow so you know there's it's not that immediate and you know we perhaps all need to reflect on our mortality it's something that we're very sure of we're it's going to happen to all of us so um, so there we go I'll leave that thought with you <laughs> and and to counter that thought perhaps I'll just say to you run and live with joy <laughs> <laughs>